Tommy bud, how we doing? Oh, hey, hey, man, sorry. Uh, I, I had to take my my Gen 3 AirPods out. Uh, I was sitting here listening to this banger that, that came out today. It, it's sick. You you know, right? No, I, I, today. Oh, my God. You this didn't hear a- about the release today? You didn't hear about this? You, okay, so you remember a few years ago, right, uh, guys? Scott, I, I know you know. Uh, Danger Mouse did that that mashup of the White Album and Jay-Z's Black Album. He formed the Gray Album, right? You remember this? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Guys, he's Mash-ups done it so hot. again. Hot. He He's changing the game. Again, it's, it's unreal. Uh, this time, though, he went, instead of just like rock and rap, he went rock and fine American cinema. Okay. You remember the the movie Roadhouse? Sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. So if, if Scott, you didn't say anything, so I'll refresh you just top of my head here. Uh, in the movie Roadhouse, Patrick Swayze plays James Dalton. He's a professional cooler, a specialized bouncer with a mysterious past who's enticed from his job at a club in New York City by Frank Tymon to uh, take over the security of his club slash bar, The Double Juice in Jasper, Missouri. Uh, it, things get crazy from there and, and it, it, it gets wild. So uh, what Danger Mouse has done, he's just released the, the mashup uh, of the Beatles and Roadhouse. It's called Abbey Roadhouse. Uh, and it's just <laughs> as good as it sounds, guys. All right. Uh, it, I was a little unsure at first. OK, come together at the double deuce. It's a little uninspired, but things really start to pick up at O'Dalton. Uh, and, and by the time we get to, uh, I want you, he's so Swayze. It's like <laughs> you are sitting in James Dalton's 1986 560 SEC, <laughs> just jamming, just jamming. But guys, the, the piece de resistance, uh, comes with, uh, carry that trach, which it really pinpoints the the part where Patrick Swayze uh, punches out a man's throat in the movie. So, boy, you've got to carry that trach. It, it's unbelievable mashup. You guys got to check this out. <laughs> I definitely do. That was a long journey for a Swayze punch. <laughs> <laughs> That's only because anytime I've called you Patrick Swayze is because you've had too many drinks. <laughs> oh, no. Good evening. Thanks for tuning in to spend some time with us tonight. I hope you have a cold glass handy of whatever it is that makes you happy. As we attempt to bend back the tulips and take you here, there, and everywhere across the Beatles discography, welcome to Blotto Beatles. This is episode seven. And if you don't know, we are respected the world over as the leading inebriated intellectuals of Beatles broadcasting. We are a podcast where a couple of friends have a couple of drinks and come together to discuss and rank a single Beatles song. I'm Becker, and we are still broadcasting separately, uh, but there are some rumblings about coming together to record in person, live from the Ringo Bar, so please stay tuned for that. Uh, I think that's going to be be big fun, but um, yeah. some jokes and stuff aside, I want to I pull back the covers and, and you know, 
let me slip out of this Sergeant Pepper's uniform and into something a, a little more comfortable. Ooh. Th- this is episode seven, and we've been off and running for, for a few months. But this week, we just officially released our first episode. So thanks to anyone who has listened to that episode or tuned in at any point. Uh, it's been great for this to just come into the world and for us to like really focus on, on this personal piece of work. And I've been really excited to, to be doing this, you know. For me, this is so different than, than putting out music or something like that. Like, uh, you're trying to be honest and, you know, we have the sort of get to hide behind the lubrication of alcohol, but it's just been really amazing to, to put this all together with you guys. And so I wanted to bring in my co-host, uh, the fool on the hill himself, Tommy, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, get your take. How are you feeling now? The podcast is out in the world. Yeah, I'm, I, I 100% agree, man. And I, I think, uh, at the end of the day, one of the things I keep coming back to is the fact that I'm hanging out with two of my best friends in the world and we get to, you know, once a week or once every other week, just, uh, kind of put a halt to the world around us and all the craziness that is going on and do something that feels pretty normal, which is, uh, something we've done since we were, you know, 21 years old, having a couple drinks and having silly conversations about rock music. So, um, I'm really, really appreciative of the people that we don't know also that have just reached out and said, like what you're doing, loved the teaser, loved episode one. And uh, I'm just excited to keep this journey going. Absolutely. Uh, I feel exactly the same. Just one person, two people, 20 people listening to it. The the numbers have been surprising me every time it, it takes up. And so I appreciate every listen. Uh, we are also here virtually um with our executive producer the george martin of new england scotty c good evening scotty are you drinking anything this evening surprise surprise i am (laughs) um it is the old standby jameson irish whiskey Uh, oh shameson i know you asked if it was triple casked and it doesn't say on the bottle but it says it's triple distilled I don't know if that's the same thing or not. I'm not really too, uh, too. Jameson, get at us. Let us know what what is uh, what's first triple cast versus triple distilled. Um, you know, what do you got yeah. over the slain? Like, slain versus Jameson. I mean, that, you guys, you guys tell us. You know, you convince us what we should be drinking. That's yeah. a heavyweight fight, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you're our uh, alcoholic lighthouse out there in the in the in the dark distance, Scotty C. I just love that we can count on you to uh, to just be coming through on the Jameson. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Tommy Bud, are you having any drinks this evening? Yeah, I, uh, uh, I'm, it's summertime, guys. And while uh, we are about uh, really 12 weeks behind from where we're recording versus when this episode will appear to you, you know, in 12 weeks, it'll still be warm outside. And so uh, it's time for a, a classic. I'm going with a gin and tonic to start this evening. Um, we're doing the beef eater gin, a little, little diatonic. I'm watching the waistline, a couple limes in there, keeping it citrusy and fresh, but on deck, I'm excited because, uh, I have got what I would consider to be a classic craft brew here. The Mayflower IPA out of Plymouth, Massachusetts. Wow. They do a nice job. They've always done a nice job. I, I've enjoyed this beer for years. Anytime, uh, I, uh, darken the door of some pub somewhere, and they've got the Mayflower on tap. I'm always happy to see it. It's just, 
you know, maybe one of the first kind of citrusy, fruity IPAs that I had that uh, that New England taste that everyone has taken hold of. So uh, I, I would consider Mayflower to be pilgrims in uh, craft beer work. <laughs> Every sip tastes just like a little bit of Plymouth Rock. Yeah, it, like you know, hints of turkey and cranberry. <laughs> just got to lick it. Uh, there goes that sponsorship yeah how, um, how about you man <laughs> i am also drinking the gin and tonic i still have a bottle from a couple of weeks ago from the short path distillery um near us in in everett um so trying to trying to drink as local as i can through this uh pandemic keep my money local uh they make a fantastic gin i'm just doing a gin and tonic i'm not going to mess around with with much more right now like you said it's the summer I will say a nice little thing to spice up your gin and tonic, Tommy, is I would think about getting a couple of juniper berries. They're just dried. They're in the produce department. Sprinkle them in there. Just gives a little bit more kick. Um, and I think, think it makes a, makes a pleasant cocktail. Yeah. Well, what I think, I, I think what if you I'll add Walmart, the juniper berries. What I Walmart can I get those in? <laughs> it's right next to the uh, propane canisters that you go camping with. <laughs> All right. Value. I got it. <laughs> Uh, I think yeah. if, you know, you add juniper berries, you can consider yourself a mixologist. Uh, I don't even I, I don't even need like a smock or anything or a torch. <laughs> well, I've, I've assumed you're wearing the smock. You're wearing the smock now. <laughs> Is there such thing as a local Irish whiskey? Is that like not possible? I think, I think it's impossible. I think you just found a hole in the market, my guy. Let's do this. <laughs> hey, now. Blood Sorry, guys, brand. I got to take a hiatus. Yeah, anything that comes up on Blotto Beetles, we also own collectively the copyright. So yeah, pat, pat we also get if we if we if we get sued for anything, we also have to also uh, pay out any uh, any sort of issues uh, collectively. Our uh, legal fees had, are I'm, about to mount. I'm pretty sure the cease and desist are going to come strong in the next few weeks. I also have on deck a uh, a classic local brew from Massachusetts. I have a Jack's Abbey. Uh, mm. Maybach hurts like hells, uh, which is a, a Keller beer in line with sort of that uh, straight up. I've said it a couple of times when I just want a straight up beer. I think I think about Hellas beers. I think about Pilsners. Um, and that is 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 right in that wheelhouse. So I am Keller, about bro. to crack into that. I think it's cocktail time is probably coming to an end. Uh, and I think that's what's going to get me through. Love it. Keller. Uh, Tommy, I, I know we usually move along, but if I could just have the floor for, for one second, um, if you don't mind, and I'll allow I just want to <laughs> speak directly, you know, to the audience and say, dear listener, um, if I'm not honest with you, I don't know who I can be honest with. So I knew this time was going to come, but I was sort of hoping it wouldn't be so soon. It seems I owe you and Tommy and Scotty here an uh, Paul OG. We're so sorry, Uncle Albert. All apologies. We're so sorry, Uncle Albert. All apologies. Uh. My comrades here were, I think, nice enough not to mention at the time, but I have to admit, and, and I want everyone to know, I mean, this is the, the hazard of the job, is that last episode, I had to gracefully bow out. Uh, it might have been a bad bit, it might have been a bad batch of the Casamigos, or it may have been that we hit the mystery word four times. So 
I will also say that I had possibly mentally checked out maybe 20 minutes before that. So uh, <laughs> we haven't heard the episode back yet, uh, and uh, I'm excited. But if you have got through from episode six into episode seven, I am I am still alive, and um, I'm here with you to get through the end. So uh, thanks to, to my team here and our special guest, Mike, for, for seeing this thing uh, all the way through. I will say that... Uh, I didn't get it to put a strong vote in for the list, but I think that's that's just the way this 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 is going to go. Yeah, and, and I, I, we'll talk about the list later, and uh, maybe how we both feel about it. The great news, though, is you uh, through Zoom physically showed us you were doing okay through a series of thumbs ups, and <laughs> we we all felt really comfortable with that. I, I think it's probably uh, much what. Uh, much akin to what would have happened if Ringo had fallen asleep behind the drum set. Uh, George would have said, just give me a thumbs up friend. And a thumbs would have come up and they would have known their pal was okay. So we're glad you're all right, man. We're happy. Uh, we're, we're back here for episode seven. And then I think the version of a text to your wife, if you're healthy is sending Mal Evans home with a note. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that the, the Beatle version of a text. Uh, <laughs> check your husband, Ma- Malcolm. Put down the put put down the bell. We're not doing Maxwell Silverhammer right now. We need to check on Ringo, Malcolm. All right, so uh, Becker, I appreciate the apology, and uh, it, it's really unneeded. This is a show of good friends having a good time together, and. Uh, you know, all, all is forgotten, uh, both literally and figuratively. I did not have a good Sunday, if that <laughs> accounts for anything. <laughs> I believe you, yeah. Here's the deal, though, man. Uh, some people m- might not know what happened last week because we need to understand that every episode might be someone's first. And with that understanding, I think... We also need to understand that sometimes people just click on a link to get here and someone might have just really been attracted to the word blotto without knowing who the Beatles are. And so let's let's give these new listeners just a taste. Uh, Becker, tell me, who are the Beatles? Thank you. Uh, Thanks for the opportunity. I know we've had some miscommunication here, um, but Tommy, I have got you this time. And let's just go off. Let's go off mic for one quick second. These guys, uh, they have an album called Abbey Road, right? Yeah, yeah, that's them. You got it. Okay, I'm good. All right, then. The Beatles. Um, Raised in the California sun, this red-hot band combined funk, rap, and rock like it was blood sugar and sex magic. They crossed Abbey Road and only their socks... But you'll get a kick out of this one, guys. The hey, socks, hey man, they weren't on their feet. No, <laughs> I, I know... Oh, boy. I know who you're talking... Scott... Yeah. Abbey Road. Yeah. I said Abbey Road. Yeah. It, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Abbey Road. It's the red, it right. <laughs> red Hot Chili Peppers, man. The hits were like uh, Blue Jay, Give It Away. Um, <laughs> rubber Soul to Squeeze. Yes. And uh, Under the Bridge by a Fountain. Dude, dude. It's, you, no, no, no. You know, you know this one. Uh, uh, the lyrics go, uh, Obla D, Obla Dabba Dabba Ding Dong. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. <laughs> One of these days. Wow. I I like it. All right. 
I think, my friends, it's it's time to talk about the rules of the show. And uh, it, it is our seventh episode. I'm going to try and keep this concise at this point, because if you have been here for the six previous episodes, you know where we stand. And if this is your first time with us, well, welcome along to the Magical Mystery Tour. Here's the deal. Every week, executive producer, the George Martin of New England, Scotty C, picks a Beatles song for us to discuss. He alternates between albums. He tries to alternate between composers as well. He throws it out a few days beforehand. Becker and I have a couple days to have a cocktail and uh, mentally muddle our way through the song and what we think about it. And we're here to discuss it. And at the end of the song to rank it in a definitive canonical list of Beatles songs when you've had a couple drinks. Uh, we're going to agree, we're going to disagree, and we're going to have uh, plenty of regrets along the way, because that is what happens. Along the way, also, Scott has picked, unbeknownst to me or Becker, a magical mystery word for the evening, akin to your Pee Wee's Playhouse uh, special word. If either of us say it, the show immediately halts. We got to put down a drink. Those are the rules. One day, I'm going to pick magical. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, executive producer Scotty C, you manhandled this episode. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the song you picked? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm so ready. I love this song. It's because. Uh, because why? The song, <laughs> the song title is Because. Oh, uh, okay. I got you. I don't know why I'm saying it like that. Because. 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 Either way you say it, it's the same song. And it's off Abbey Road. It is is the one song before the medley starts. This is a absolutely gorgeous song. Hearing the voices, they had the three of them singing around a mic like they did in the old days. There was no individual individual mic singing it and dumping them on tracks. They had to do it together because they only had a certain amount of tracks left, and they did it three times. It took them forever. Ringo was on their side pumping them up, being like, keep going, guys, keep going. Everyone was so pumped for this magical moment. And I love stuff like that in the studio. One of the reasons why I picked this song, though, real quick, I received a very kind gift from Becker, uh, one of the co-hosts, in the mail. And it was so exciting because... I got something in the mail that said executive producer Scotty C. <laughs> and I was I was like, worried it was going to bounce and they weren't going to your mailman wasn't going to believe you. Like he's no executive <laughs> producer. What is this? I opened it up and it was this amazing book, this ec- excellent book called Solid State written by Kenneth Womack, no relation to Bobby that I know at least. And it is about this very album, Abbey Road, and the the reason why it's titled Solid State is because Abbey Road, uh, the EMI Studios, had upgraded to a solid state mixing board as opposed to their, their valve or tube uh, mixing board they've been using for years, and it had much more bells and whistles, and it changed the sound of Abbey Road, and, and, and some people might hear it and some people might not, but Abbey Road has a much crisper, clearer sound and uh, the frequency range and and the things you can hear and the abilities that they could uh, add more add more tracks and 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 really dial in their sound and nothing nothing more than this song shows that 
with the harpsichord and, and and John's composition, which is funny that it it, it came from a, a Beethoven piece. It was inspired by a Beethoven piece that Yoko was playing at on the piano at home, I guess. And he was like, "Oh, that's interesting. Let's let's play around with those chords." He ended up coming up with this song. However, they do it, I don't care. This is beautiful. I love this song, Scott. Before before we listen to the tune, I just want to let you know. Um, I got a notification today that due to the pandemic, my gift to you has been uh, slightly delayed on Amazon. So it <laughs> should be there any day now. All right. What is it like a what is it, sirloin steak? Yeah, that's uh, there. Yeah, Omaha steaks has really been slowed down. I'm sorry. I love people sharing a microphone. I love the vision of multiple people singing. Um, there's the Talking Heads song where he says, uh, singing to my mouth. Like I always just think about that when people are like uh, sharing a microphone. So I love the idea that those guys are getting together, working through this and making sure that they're all sort of, uh, you know, like pitch perfect together. And I believe this is the last song that they all recorded together. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that feels really, really good. You know, um, also through the lens of time to say, this is how they went out, you know, and, and you said it in the, the intro, Scotty, and I thought it was George Martin has, and I don't know if it's during an anthology or if I read it later, but basically they're like, oh, everyone had to do their part. And, and even Ringo, um, because we didn't have click tracks yet. So Ringo <laughs> like clapped hands or like he banged a hi-hat or something in the back to keep everyone on time. You know, I think it's, I think it's so funny to be like, oh, we're all doing out front doing amazing things in like a. Ringo is a click track. Like that's the luxury that George Martin, and the Beatles have, you know, <laughs> I, I think it's, um, one of the things I kept coming back to, I've listened to as we've started this, a lot of Beatles interviews from while they were in the Beatles while, you know, after the Beatles, one of the things I've picked up uh, as a theme for John Lennon is that in his hindsight, he's always saying like, Oh, oh yeah. Paul's writing his Engelbert Humperdinck songs, his like poppy boppy tunes, and I'm writing rock and roll songs. And when he talks about rock and roll, he's talking about the early rock that like that thing that he was drawn to from Elvis or Little Richard or whatever yeah. that he he kind of takes forward, especially when we see him uh, doing a couple live shows, Plastic Ono Band or whatever. Um but, you know, John can say that after the fact, but you look at this song and it is one of the last John Lennon Beatles songs. It is not a 12 bar blues song. It is a lush song focused on uh, Beethoven, right? On Moonlight Sonata and that he's kind of riffing off of that to get this lush vocal piece. Um, and I think like that, that you know, we look at the Beatles interviews and that hindsight piece just stuck out to me. Part, part of what we, we've talked about with the Beatles and even when we compared them to the Stones and what have you is what pop band, what rock band can release a song like this. Yeah, that's and and, and I mean, and have the, 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 the end product and the reaction that we're having now, even many years later, mm-hmm. 
on it on being such a masterpiece. Yeah, imagine a pop band now just being like, "Here's you know, here's because like it would just be immediately discounted because you know? by the Jonas Brothers." <laughs> <laughs> I thought when you were talking about the John stuff, you were going to say uh, one of the notes I have, but um, you can find John almost discounting his lyrics for every fucking track that he yeah. does. And for this one, there's a quote. He did some radio interview, and, and he's like, uh, the lyrics are clear, no bullshit, no imagery, no I obscure references. <laughs> but and, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I I just, I don't believe him. No. You know, like, I just don't believe him at all because... Um, the world is round. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it it turns me on. Um, no, because if you think about the fact that John Lennon is in the throes of heroin addiction during this, this could absolutely be a heroin song if you think about it lyrically. <laughs> and you think about the sort of the bass, the child the childness of it, you know, um, and I, I I don't mean that as any negative, but I also don't take it as as just being that tossed off. Um, yeah, I, I was really looking at the lyrics too, and and trying to yeah. figure out. Okay, so there's uh, every phrase has a double entendre to some degree, right? Like the world turns me on, right? Like the world turns, yeah. so it turns me on, right? The the wind blows. So the wind blows my mind. The sky is blue and you take that word blue. And so blues, it makes me cry, all that. So, okay, there's that like double meaning thing that John does. And and there's, I think we can all establish there is deeper meaning than that to this song. But what is it? (laughs) I don't know. I'm not positive. I don't either, but... but does not, does John not seem super genuine when he sings? Yeah, he yeah. does. I, I I'm not discounting it at all, and I'm not trying to belittle it at all. I'm just trying to get behind like, it, okay. So sometimes writing a song, there's not a specific meaning. You're you're gonna just parse words together. This seems like there's more there, and I've always tried to figure out what is the more, and I don't know that I can put my finger on it. I know always, you know, f- uh, the forensic Beatles fans are always like, oh, this John is singing to Paul and Paul is singing to John, like even during during the Beatles tunes or whatever. But I feel that sort of that uh, the bridge part or whatever, where it's love is old and love is new, yeah. love is all and love is you. Like, I d- we should get the count, but how many Beatles songs have love in it? Right. Like, all you need yeah. is love, love me do, like we... You know, like, is this the final statement on love? Is this a little bit of a goodbye to the fans? A little bit of a goodbye to to Paul? Like, you know. Well, I, I think personally, I mean, I it, this might be yeah. easy. I think it's Yoko, right? Like, uh, sure. I, I think he's talking to Yoko here, and, and especially when you look at how he wrote the song and where it came from. But I, the, I wrote those lines down, Becker. And I, love is old. Love is new. Love is all. Love is you. It is so simple. And it is everything, is what yeah, I wrote. Powerful. That is everything, right there. So powerful. What yeah. else do we need? Uh, and that's where I think when he's saying, like, all right, it's no obscure references, like, I'm telling you what it is, but when we have the sort of biography of things way later, like, I think you get to look into this a little bit different. Yeah, you know? of course. No, no other Beatle can say those lines and have that weight behind it and have yeah. that meaning behind it. 
Um, sure. I, you know what? I, I hate to argue with you, Scotty. I'm going to say George could have said that and we would have, uh, we would have assumed it was to God. <laughs> right? Like, I, I really think so. I'm not even, I'm not even joking. Like, love but, is all love is you. Like, that could have been all, all things must pass. But that's, a, that's not an, I, I mean, I don't want to argue either, but. <laughs> so, guys, guys, do I have to break that this That is up? not an all-inclusive <laughs> Thing if it's about God. Listen, I uh, I'll say whatever you want me to say, or I won't say anything at all. If it will, <laughs> whatever will please you, I will do. Okay. You want to stay you, on this I'll podcast? See you, I'll see you boys around the clubs. Listen, hire Clapton. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't I don't think there is the grandiose statement here. I think there is, uh, you know, four men that love each other coming together to put this tuned together around around John's song. I haven't I think there is some sort of earlier version of this around that he played on something, but I I have not uh, I actually did not listen to it. I haven't I haven't heard that. Yeah. yeah I, he, there is some sort of home recording maybe of him yeah, saying so it's, because Yeah, so it's harder to imagine this song um it's harder to imagine it completely on its own. So it, it you know for it to have come together and and them to to make it what what they did. Um, I think it's pretty impressive, but right. They brought it in and, and are they thinking about, Oh, the context, of the album and what this needs to sound like and where it's going to fit. And once George Martin gets his meaty paws on it, you know? Yeah. It's probably a fault of mine that I'm always looking for a theme or I think, uh, that, I think that about you a lot. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, I'm looking for like the story or the theme or the message. And I, like I, I do pinpoint what we talked about that love is old love is new that that kind of bridge there of all right there's a simplicity there and that there is a message there I don't necessarily know how that connects to uh the verses with the world turns me on and the wind blows my mind and, and all of that like all together now what is this saying and maybe it's not saying anything and and maybe that's okay right it, it's a stream of consciousness sort of thing or a, a, an observatory sort of thing that doesn't have a grander message than the words on the page i have this little uh, acoustic version here if you want to hear it yeah let's give it a try Guys on drugs. <laughs> well, it's funny. Uh, so I, I did hear a John Lennon interview about this, where he's saying, "Like, I have this idea for a song. I had this Beethoven thing. I had the basic melody of what I wanted my vocals to do, and I knew I wanted harmonies." But I really only know the root, the third, and the fifth. Though that, that's how I know how to sing. And so I said to George Martin, you figure it out. And he plotted out the harmonies for us and, and figured that out. And it's, you know, how important is George Martin in this whole thing? It's amazing. Um, yeah, I don't, at some point I get grumpy with George, but I need to remember that clearly they wanted him there. there. Like they had all the opportunity to work with someone else. There's a, a a note I have down for Abbey Road is um, George Martin's quote about them sort of breaking up or or whatever, and um, 
he talks about basically that they sort of knew it during it. But he says, uh, I wasn't all that surprised that they'd split up because they all wanted to lead their own lives. And I did, too. It was a release for me as well, which I think is really kind of an interesting angle because, like, he's not a beetle, you know, like um, they very well could have been like, "Okay, we're going to record in L.A. one day. But clearly they all had daddy issues and they all needed to keep going to Abbey Road. And there's something something heavy to that that's never, you know. They can't even record music at Twickenham Studios, right? They're like, this is crazy. You know, we got to go home, you know. Um, so there, there's there's something there. And, um, you know, George, I guess, being an older man at the time to the Beatles, probably. Um, well, he's kind of like a, a square, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, to some degree, that, like, this guy I, is know. still wearing a suit at this point, yeah. like, as they're recording these songs and, like, a, a shirt and tie and... Um, and he's looking down their nose when they're smoking weed in the bathroom. You know, it. Yeah. You've, you've met this well, guy. Yeah, but he uh, I've never met him, but uh, he, a guy like a guy like <laughs> he uh, I like him, you know, to the same degree, like there's uh, I, I don't know the word to use, like a majesty about the way he can help. It's you know, whatever Phil Spector's faults, right? Like uh, Phil Spector knew how to record a song and how to put something together around it. And I, I think we can say the same about George Martin. He says like, here's what's missing or here's what I can add or here's how I can help. And sometimes it's bringing the full orchestra in and sometimes it's bringing the horn section in. And in a case like this, he's like, no, this is a song with, you know, three guys singing and a guitar. And if I add this harpsichord, it's going to bring the beauty to the surface and, and elevate the thing a bit. It doesn't need much yeah, that's what I'm, I think the Beatles took this out of him, you know, like as much as yeah. he, you know, I. His strengths is what brought the some of the best parts of this song to the to, to its fruition. You know, John wrote a great song. We heard it on the acoustic guitar. I think it sounded cool like that. Yeah. And then he said, you know, knowing that he doesn't know everything, he said to George Martin, bring you you to this yeah yeah and honestly phil specter for what i like i love so much of phil specter's production i believe he would have ruined this song oh yeah he would not have let this vocally breathe in the no he, yeah it wouldn't have the room to breathe that's a great way to put it but like george martin was like recording like classical bands and like comedy albums Classical. Classical. Uh, well, you guys just hit the word and it was no big deal. It's like, carry on now. <laughs> well, we only hit it once. Now that we've done four at a time, we know what uh, we know where we can go on it. So. Tommy's not looking like he's ready to carry on. <laughs> carry on now. <laughs> Do you need me to carry that weight? Carry that weight, bro. <laughs> All right, I think, guys, uh, I don't know if you agree. I think we have said all we can say about because. That's all. I mean, I could go on forever, but yeah, let's 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 talk about some. Yeah, rankings. yeah, you're actually right. I could I'd go like on to for a while, but ourselves you know, we are here times. for a specific reason, and that is to rank Beatles songs best to worst. And we have a list. It is canonical. It is it is one that uh, it stands the test of time. Um. Here's what I want to say, Becker, Becker and Scott, you guys have known me for a long time and 
you know very well that I have a tattoo on my arm that says uh, no regrets. And it's huge, man. Yeah. It's, I, and it, it just covers whole my whole forearm says the no regrets. Thing, yeah. And you know, I'm having a little bit of a regret about last week because I, I I'm really struggling with the, the fact that I've got a feeling is lower than long, long, long. There is something, uh, earnest and honest about long, long, long that I still love. And I think is more honest to be real as the kids say, uh, it, it, it's more honest than I've got a feeling, but I think I've got a feeling sure. might be a better song, but here's the deal guys. Are we making a list of honesty? Though? No, but I, I think, I think at the end of the day, the list stands where it stands, right? That is, that is our philosophy. That is what we Are you stand trying to by. Veto I think something? it's, I think it's unfortunate that you chose to roofie me last weekend and I couldn't make this argument, but, uh, it stands. Where no, it, stands. it was not a roofie. It was that you kept saying rooftop. <laughs> That's <laughs> the problem. Wait, that's what I think a roofie is. What is a roofie? <laughs> the Beatles played a roofie uh, for Let It Be, no? So I'd like to start the conversation here. This is uh, it, because it's a John Lennon song. We've got some John Lennon songs on the list already. Um, I, I, I think yeah. we can all agree this is better than Tell Me Why, I hope. We can nod our heads at that. So here's maybe the first point of discussion. Is this uh, at number three right now? We've got Nowhere Man. Is this a better song than Nowhere Man? What do you guys think? This is better than all the songs. This is number one for me. Whoa. Uh, Going in full, all in push. Number one. Listen to this song with your headphones on. Listen to any of those other songs with your headphones on and tell me which one moves you the most. Yep. And I think it's interesting. I mean, this is a strong argument coming from Scotty because he doesn't... um, Rank things. (laughs) He doesn't rank things. And I don't think that typically Scotty would say that um, vocals are his primary uh, excitement. You know, I know you don't love, you know, you don't... Lyrics aren't, don't move the needle for you, but I wouldn't say that vocals are your most exciting part musically. No, I love rhythm mostly, but yeah, I mean that's uh, that's that's kind of what's so impactful about this one to me is it's not a rhythmic song. It doesn't even have drums. It doesn't have really any rhythm other than you know bum 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 bum. It yeah. sounds like an arpeggiator. So per- personally, the- I, I I'm gonna start at the the Nowhere Man line. I'm gonna say personally, it's better than Nowhere Man. Becker, what what are you feeling about that? Yeah, uh, I'm willing to go in on that. You okay. know. So I, 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 I'm taking the angle very much that, you know, I see the notion of all the songs, you know, uh, all my loving and, uh, like I see them as sort of contributing to this in the way, like getting them to this moment is how I feel about the list right now. Sure. But if like it gets you to the moment and the moment is the best thing you've done, then that's the best thing you've done. Right. <laughs> So here's the, I, here's the next question. Okay, so we've agreed it's better than Nowhere Man. So now we're moving into some other contributors. Is because better than I've got a feeling? I'm going to say... It's be- here's what I'm going to say, like maybe with my regrets or not. Um, I do think it's better than Long, Long, Long. And so it's got to be better than I've got a feeling by the list. Uh. It's an interesting play. It, it is better than I've got a feeling. And if anything, it is because it's it's more honest. Yeah. I think. 
I think that this definitely beats out very specifically Paul's part in I've Got a Feeling. Yeah. So I think it I think it goes above that. I'm having trouble bumping long, long, long from the top. I've I, I like that we've had it there. I, I like that uh, I hear you too though. Like I could I honestly I could go either way on this decision. I could go either way. I could do. I could too. Excuse me. Love me do. Um <laughs> this I I feel like listening to Long 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 having to um having to focus on it for for an episode yeah it really i feel like it really struck us and we didn't really even know it yeah, yeah, yeah. i i was not ready for for it to be i didn't mean to do that i didn't even know that was going to happen to yes, myself you did. i have a recommendation guys <laughs> rooftop you you ready for my recommendation <laughs> yeah let's put the pause button on the episode for a second let's let our listeners sit in suspense Let's listen to back to back, long, 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 and because, and make the call. Well, right here, right now, right here, right now. Which one first? Well, Is there uh, that's like a fl- coin flip? Or let's what? do long, long, long. Wow, we're going to the tape. <laughs> Uh, dear listeners, we're back. We had a little bit of contention, as you know, and we are talking about the first slot, and we just stepped out to listen to Long, 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 and because back-to-back, and and we really encourage you to do the same. And so I think right now, I think we should just go around, and each one of us, without any reaction from the other, uh, give us your 30-second impression and your stance on where this track should go. Uh, I'd like to start with Scotty C. I was coming in strong with because, and yeah. I love because, but long, long, long has everything I want from a song. And I will just say, with both of those songs, every Beatle is sacrificing their highest level of like musicianship and talent level to play what's just right for the mood, for the song, for the moment. And it's not macho. They're such not a macho band. This is something I just realized now. I mean, maybe they are at times, and especially maybe in the early career or whatever, but it's not about one-upping the other in this like flashy way. It's about doing it in an artistic way, helping each other find each other's artistic, you know, best moment so you're calling for this number one long 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 i'm 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 staying i'm staying with long 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 now i'm sorry that's what i meant yeah tommy your reactions uh still struggling and here's what happened to me is listening to long 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 again i was like okay uh it's a great song It, it is really good And then it hits that bridge where he says, so many tears I was searching, so many tears I was wasting, and that high, oh, 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 and like, what a pinnacle moment of a song, like this, like, top of a mountain uh, piece of a tune that that is reached, like, shouting, oh my God, like, that is unreal, because is probably better all the way through, right? Like, from from start to finish, it doesn't hit that high that Long 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 does, but it, it hits... 
uh, it, it, it's a, I don't want to use grading, but it's like a, a notch above all the way through until that whoa, whoa comes in on long, long, long. And then that spikes up above it. You know, that's a mental image that I can't put into good podcasting. So, uh, I'm, I'm really struggling right now, guys, with this one. And I, I could really go either way, to be honest. It's up to you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> this is a heavy burden to pass down the line. Yeah. I, the- um, I'm really glad we did this uh, and listened to them back to back because hearing long, long, long brought a lot back to the episode. And it, it made me think about that. It, John didn't show up, but that it was Paul Ringo and George really pushing this song through in like a marathon session. And Paul's really encouraging George and they're really getting there. And, and um, that camaraderie and the output of it, um, I think Long, Long, Long is remains at number one for me. All right. I'm into it. So here we go. I'm putting it in the list. Long, Long, Long stays at number one because from Abbey Road is now ranked at number two. Long, 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 just like a... Uh, like a dark horse, not to use a George Harrison term here, but just really coming on strong here at the end. And I, I'm behind this decision 100%. Hey, hey, guys, that's episode seven of Blood of Beatles. We did it. Shit. That's us. We we established, we, we, we accomplished this. It's We're here. We've done seven episodes. Uh, we are on all of your favorite podcasting apps, which you have told us. And that is very, very exciting. When we look on and we see that on Apple podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or whatever else, you guys are listening to us. We love it. We love when you are reaching out to us at Blotto Beatles at Instagram or at Twitter. And, uh, listen, I'm going to do everything I can. These other guys don't care about you. I'm going to be honest, but I'm going to do everything I can to, to respond or to, to get your word out there and I'll let the rest of the audience know what you're thinking. So please uh, tell us what you're thinking or, you know, you can also drop us an email long form Beatles at gmail.com. Perhaps you have a, a, a full on complaint, dear sir or madam. Uh, I would like to talk to you about the last episode and we will listen earnestly to that. Uh, this podcast is produced, edited, composed, magically assembled by the George Martin of New England executive producer, Scotty C. Thank you so much, Scotty. Uh, we have additional music supervision and assistance from our dear friend, RB. That B stands for Beatles, and you can follow him at Ryan O. Brooks on all your socials. I uh, couldn't do it without him. Yeah, we couldn't do it without him. Huge thanks to him for helping out on this music. Uh, you've heard it here. You'll hear it on future episodes. You heard it on uh, previous episodes when we didn't know he was helping us out because we put him in after the fact. So uh, please remember, everyone, this is very important. This show is performed by professionals. Uh, everybody, Absolutely. we're home. You should be home. Enjoy Blotto Beatles responsibly. Don't forget also, subscribe, rate us, review us on your favorite podcast app of choice. We're starting to get this stuff in. It's really fun, actually. Uh, I think this is going to be a place where we can have a little back and forth, a little commentary. We want to hear from you. We want to talk to you. Uh, let, let's start a community, everybody. Okay? Let, let's make Blotto Beatles a thingy, Blotto Scruffs. Peace and love. <laughs> <laughs>